Hello, you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 115, Scrapbooks and Ravioli. Thank you so much for your patience with this show coming out. The day I was meant to edit it, I ended up uh, having to move house, which, as we all know, is a totally easy and non-stressful thing to do. So this episode is a little late, but it's amazing and great and perfect to make up for that. Enjoy! I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie Rosie and Jessica's Jessica's Day of Fun. It's the Monday morning in September. Back to school. Yay! Bouquets of freshly sharpened pencils. Absolutely. Absolute one. Although, I'm sure I say this every September. I'm sure when we were little, first week of September was not... I mean, it's not been hot. Like, do you remember the heat when we thought we were going to die? Yeah, I do remember it. I do remember it well. But September was always really autumnal, to my mind. And now, it, we, we're lucky if it feels like autumn by my birthday. Yeah, I don't know, it's kind of... There's a, there's an autumnal... There's, but, you know, I kind of feel like it should hit, bang on, September the 3rd or whatever, the first Monday back in. It should have, like, drizzly mornings. Right. Oh, you know the drizzle you get on an autumn morning? Yeah, where it's not just, it's not wet, it's just temperature to you, very cool. No, none of the other seasons do drizzle quite like autumn. No. It's my feeling on the matter. But you know what? What what has what autumnal thing has happened, Jessica? What has happened, Rosie? What's happened? I've had my first pumpkin spice latte. Oh, check you out! We said I was a basic biscuit last time, and I am <laughs> a basic biscuit indeed. I I have not had I've not had one since that time that I had one. You've only ever had one in your life. I mean, you could just stop yeah. there. What a what a way to go! Probably probably could, to be honest. Um, yeah, there's something I I had I put my face close to it and I got that first whiff <laughs> and I remembered like this is weird. What am I doing? But then it's the you know, it's like the And then the Stockholm syndrome in and you and you were back in Yeah, the... but it's like it's like when you're you're learning to drink beer or wine. As our uncle said, takes a lot of right. takes a lot of time to start like yeah, girl or whatever. You got it takes a lot of practice. You gotta take a lot of practice. You know, nobody when they first drink beer or wine thinks yum 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 but you keep going for the um i mean i'm not saying that pumpkin spice lattes are intoxicating but <laughs> are they though um I didn't drive that one no i mean i wouldn't drive after i'd had any, any kind of drink um because i can't drive is what i'm saying really? um yeah but what i'd perfectly done was i timed it so i got uh i'm in the starbucks reward scheme i make that sound like witness protection <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm in the Starbucks rewards scheme, uh, and if you well, after fifteen, it's really bad. It's buy fifteen get one free, but you do get um, some like syrup and whipped cream free and things. Right. So right. rate of return in Cafe Nero is is nine. Yeah. So I mean, my friend Caitlin and I, the biggest risk to our friendship is that they will disown me for my crippling Starbucks habit. I was like. Come on now, Rosie. Anyway, um, uh, but I had my free drink. I went in and I said, can I have a grande? And then, right, so for a week, you could only get pumpkin spice latte if you're in the reward scheme. So it felt like I had to go, like, ask under the counter. Like, you want any of the good stuff? But it came up on the thing and said, oh, you can, for reward members, you get pumpkin spice latte. And I went, uh, do you have a pumpkin spice latte? And she went, are you a gold member? And I was like great question uh and i knew i'm not a gold member but it came up just saying any rewards member and she was like don't worry anyway and then i had my free drink and i ordered a grande and she's like do you want a venti because it was free so it might as well go big and i went ah and she went okay venti then so i had this huge <laughs> and I, I always have it skinny because i don't like other ways to have i i feel like in some way that's we all know uh skimmed milk is water that's lying about being milk but um Thanks, Rod. Yeah, that's horrifying. But I have it skimmed because, in my mind, that's less heavy dairy sitting in. But then I can have the whipped cream on top, so it anyway balances out. And I had a raspberry cheesecake muffin Um, because I just started therapy. And those are two forms of self care. You got to do the therapy. You got to have the big coffee treat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I see that. Right. That's good. So my friends and I, our mantra is boundaries, not bath bombs, as self care. But also sometimes boundaries and bath bombs. Yeah, it was real good. And September first came. I've got my pumpkin spice latte phone case on. Official Starbucks. I, s- I saw that you had done that. 
my phone doesn't have a case on it at all at the moment because I, I broke it. So um, it's just it's just au naturel. It's just nude at nude. the moment. Oh, risque. Yeah. But um, it seems to be doing okay. I, I dropped it again the other day and the the, uh, the glass screen protector has a tiny little crack in it. But I think I think it's going to be all right. Grass, grass. I don't use a grass screen protector for love of god it will be it will be poor at its functionality and if anything will make the use of the phone worse um glass screen protectors and my i had yeah. one two years ago and then i didn't have one for a while and i was like oh there's tempered glass screen protectors why don't i have one of those i'll tell you why because they break at the drop of a phone well i mean i've had this phone for over two years and it's the, this is the first oh i mean it's, i it's only just started going drop my phone all the time. I okay. I'm going to say this. I'm immediately going to break my phone. I'm touching all the wood I can. I have <laughs> never broken a phone. I've never cracked a phone screen. Um, yeah, and I think that's because I have because you, the the tempered glass screen protector breaks instead. Right, but then I've it is, usually I have just like just the plain stick on ones. Anyway, currently yeah. it's got nothing on it except a novelty case around the back. So you know, <laughs> goodbye, Vienna. Um, what does that even mean? <laughs> So that's been my main... I've done my two forms of... This your, your main takeaway of the fortnight. It wasn't takeaway, it was drinking. Thank oh, you, I knew you were going to make it. You knock them up. I set them up. You know. Yeah, that's, you knock them up, don't, don't do that. Uh, very strange. <laughs> I have started the process of moving house, which is definitely not stressful. Moving no, house is... fine, fine. But it's okay. My, I have spiritually moved home because my Moonrise D- Kingdom DVD is there. Right, so yes, well, you're, no you've, you've left your heart in San Francisco. Right, well, yeah. I took it home because, as Bob Ballerman says, when the big storm hits on September the 5th, in three days' time. So on September the 5th, I watched Moonrise Kingdom, though it was going to be right. at our parents' house, which is where I'm moving, and I thought, well, I'm unlikely to watch Moonrise Kingdom again in the next fortnight. I mean, sure, there's always a chance, and I can never rule it out. <laughs> But I'm probably okay not to bring this DVD back and forth. Uh, I also brought a bath bomb home. I did not use it. I left that there. So I have a Moonrise Kingdom DVD and a bath bomb, and that's me done. Those are all the things you need, really. Right. I got my therapy. I got my bath bomb. <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom DVD is my therapy. A bath bomb. Apart from that, I've just got to pack up. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was going to say my life, and then I thought about doing it in a Barat voice. My life. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Than that. My life. I just have to back up my life. <laughs> Single tear, don't you? Uh, I saw a tweet that was saying about how the most privileged people are, are married lesbians because they both both half the couples get to say my life, my wife, even. Oh god. <laughs> uh, so just got to pack things up. Um, the main thing that I have acquired, Jessica, I have knitted too many toys. I I knew this was gonna happen. I usually, I'm like, okay, so I occasionally knit toys. I like to knit toys. That's maybe unusual, but it's fine. Let's sort of spread around the room. Spread around the room. <laughs> Skip around. Just non-stop pop culture references with Rosie. But occasionally, it's like the scales fall from my eyes, and there are just knitted eyes everywhere. I look around, and I'm like, Ooh! What have I done? There's an elephant and a dragon and a panda and a clanger and an elfin queen, Nelson. Oh my god! <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. Um, I am on new medication. Right, great fun. I'm really enjoying it. Thanks. It's anti-epilepsy medication. Do I have epilepsy, Jessica? I do not. Who's to say? <laughs> At this point, gotta catch them all. Illnesses. Um, yeah, sorry. I don't really know what's happened. Maybe that pumpkin spice latte is still um, working on me. Five days, six days In your later. blood, probably. You know, it's good. What have you done? Well, I've been to the allotment. Our parents came down a couple of weeks ago and we did loads of um, digging and we cleared a big area and we like dug over where the onions had been because I'd pulled out the onions. And then I went yesterday and like I still have onions growing, so I don't know where they were hiding. Infinite onions. Um, yeah, we did loads of weeding and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's looking good. Um, the beans are kind of a mess because it was so hot that it was just, um, they d- just got too dry. Oh. So that was a shame. So when you say they're a mess, do you mean like they've died or they're just like all over the place? Like they're kind of, well, they're kind of all over the place and they really need weeding. But also, um, like they weren't, 
uh, successful. They started really well and then they kind of slowed down and then they went like the leaves have got a bit yellow and stuff. Mm. So um, because they just couldn't get enough water on them. But you know what? That's fine because my squash look great. Great squash. And I'm going to cook a squash for lunch. That's squash. Gonna be... What are you going to do? Are you going to chop it? You're going to roast? I mean, you can chop it. I think I'm going to chop it into quarters and roast it and then um, make put put it in with pasta sauce. It's an Uchiri Kiri squash. I'm sorry, it's a what squash? Uchiri Kiri. Uchiri Kiri. It's like a little orange Uchiri Kiri. I think I'm pronouncing that vaguely like it's supposed to be. It's a cute um, name. It looks like a small, smooth pumpkin. Same. It doesn't have any ridges on, but it's the it's the it's the uh, color of a of a pumpkin. Again, same. So that ties in, you know, but it doesn't have any pumpkin. It doesn't but have any spice. Squash spicing. Uh, first, Skype mangled the consonants, and uh, so I had to put them in. And I thought you said it was a piri piri squash. And I was like, Anders. <laughs> um, butternut squash, different kind of squash. Ravioli is a great. So when you said about putting it with pasta sauce. Lovely flavours. I was thinking that I've never made ravioli before. I've never Don't. made pasta before and I feel like ravioli is quite a bold place to start. In at the deep end. But I, I am very tempted to do it because on um, an episode of Nadia's Family Favourites or whatever made it's pasta. called, she met a woman who makes her own pasta and they made squash-filled ravioli. And the ravioli looked like the easier one because like, you don't have to do any weird twizzling. Yeah. You just yeah, make it's... squares. Yeah, hers had pressed flowers in it, which I'm not going to do. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of what what was my inspiration. And on that um, Britain's Best Home Cooks, there was a lot of making ravioli going on. That woman seemed lovely, but I think if you're getting pressed flowers into ravioli, you need something else to fill up your time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You don't need to scrapbook ravioli. That's the episode <laughs> title. There we go. Boom, done. That sounds really great, Jessica. Thank you. I want to make a carrot cake today. Okay. Because I have a surfeit of carrots. Right, yes, yes. Um, and I bought cream cheese to make the frosting. And then before I went home last week, I thought, oh my god, is the cream cheese going to expire? Do I need to make this cake now? I mean, it's getting late. I'm going to make this cake. And then I looked at the packet and it expires on the 15th of December. And I thought... Oh yeah, cream cheese for ages. Yeah, but then I sort of had forgotten that and I was so surprised that I was kind of like, maybe I don't want to eat this freaky <laughs> everlasting <laughs> cheese. Um... Ooh, bake bake I thought I'd pivot. We were talking cakes. Yeah, baking. Pivot. Um, uh, Bake Off's back. And back we, again. We usually um, do like one episode of Bake Off Chat at the beginning and then we don't record for six weeks and then it finishes and we're like, oh yeah, that happened. Um, yes, yes, correct, yes. Satire on ourselves. Uh, but Bake Off is back on the wrong broadcaster with the wrong judges, both. Of them. These are my opinions. Sandy's <laughs> fine. Noel is great. What if instead yeah. Mary was the judge, we'd say Nadia, Sue and Mel were there, and then Noel was like their yeah. little assistant. I've solved yeah. it. And then Liam pops up every so often. Yeah, he could he could be do, do like VT features or something. Like like he'd he'd be do like the CBBC version. I mean, I know he's probably nineteen, yeah. but he would be like, "Ah, yeah. we're out in a garden." That's how I think young people speak. Um, Bake Off is back. Oh. It's on Channel Four. They've got rid of the um, upsetting cake singing adverts. Um, they have. They've slipped a couple of those into the actual ad breaks, but they're not the idents anymore. Well, I never see those because I. Oh, last time I was tidying the kitchen in the advert breaks, and the second week, Mum and I watched Bake Off an Extra Slice, and then we time slipped the actual episode. Uh, Bake Off an Extra Slice has gotten very strange. Very strange. Yeah, you said. I'm not going to bother to watch it. Don't! Usually it's Joe Brand, two comedians and a cook. No cooks, just just two comedians and Russell Tovey. Lovely boy, but I don't know much about his cooking prowess. And then for the kind of show us your bakes bit, instead, Tom Allen, I think it is, who hosts, co-hosts The Professionals with Liam. And he's great. I really like him. He came on and did a scripted bit of his views, which was really funny, but was very weird because obviously everyone else was just sort of chatting. And then he came up and basically read a very funny VT, not VT, but like a you know script yeah and then for the show to bakes he went out into the audience nobody tasted them and then he um 
did kind of fake like jokey insulting of them and then they oh that's the joy is that people that you have to make the the guests eat weird things right bake-off uh what do we think of this year's lineup uh yeah seemed fine hard to early days hard to tell hard to tell because the person i thought was gonna walk it i was like if anything she's too good Shut it down now. Had a terrible second week, which is Manon, the French girl. French I was going to say, is it Manon, whose name I briefly couldn't remember, and I was going to call her Marilyn, and I know that that's not right. That's French. But it also it seemed disrespectful to just say the French girl. Uh, also, she um, dropped an F-bomb, which they bleeped, which has never happened before on Baker. I was like, just edit that out. What, guys? What is happening? Well, it's on, it's on Channel 4 now, you see, so they can do all sorts it was quite funny. Yeah, it was really so funny. So I wonder if they were like, mm, on balance, we think we'll leave that in. Yeah, it was, it was, that was peculiar. But she had a great um, first week. And I was like, you're going to, I'm bored. If anything, you're going to be too good. Uh, she made really good wagon wheels, despite never having eaten or heard of a wagon wheel. <laughs> and not being able to remember what they were called. Wheelie wagons? No, what, is it, what are they called? <laughs> I think wagon wheels are disgusting. Yeah, we were talking about work the next day and a couple of my colleagues said i've never had a wagon wheel Don't. what are they like and some of the rest of us said well we have had wagon wheels but not since we were children and to be honest probably not worth it i don't think it's the um the idea because basically they're a flat tea cake but um but they have that really yeah, plasticky like chocolate tea cake. yeah that really i really... think they taste like soap yeah there is something well, like a soap i think or a, a number cook. of things taste like soap so sometimes i wonder if it's me maybe there's something wrong with me and i think things taste like soap soap mouth that's what we call you Soap mouth, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a little known known condition. It's debilitating. I've set up a charity, but the interesting name, the ones they made uh, have jam in them, which is the is not the standard wagon wheel. That's the one in the blue packet, which is like the uh, the the deviation from the from mm. the regular. Oh yeah, they had made the, they had put the jam in it. Um, yeah. And then cake week, I was like, they said I saw an interview. They were like, don't worry, we're going back to basics with the technical, which they've been saying for three years. And then they brought out this cake no one had ever heard of. They were like, don't worry, it was a favourite favourite of Claude Monet. Oh yes, we all oh, know yeah. what favourite birthday cake he had. The only birthday cake anyone knows, anyone likes, is caterpillar cakes, okay? Oh my Obviously. gosh. They should make a caterpillar can cake. We... Oh, they should make a caterpillar cake. Wait, contact me. Can we... Could we just... I just have one query. Yeah. Why did they not start on cake week? Yeah, that was Cake so... week is always first. They did biscuits first this week. That's incorrect. Biscuits are second, everyone knows this. Well, biscuits sometimes comes even later, but you always start on cake week. Yeah, because they're trying to be like, oh, cool, and then Paul can turn up and be like, hey, no, don't worry, we're doing something different this series. Oh, we're, like, mixing it up. Oh, And then he's giving out Hollywood handshakes willy-nilly. Left, left, right, and centre. Somebody wrote an article about how they're, like, this horrible thing of masculinity because it's like, yes, come kneel before me, accept my meaty hand. Um, And, yeah, it's just really weird. It's become like this, oh, yeah, I don't like it. I love Bryony. She's my favourite. Yes, she's great. Great. It's like it's gone a bit wrong. We're gonna start again. We'll just have a bash of it. Yeah, I like Kim Joy mainly because in the first episode she was wearing a shirt I own, <laughs> and I was like, "Great choice, yeah. Kim Joy." The first showstopper was to make a biscuit selfie, which firstly that was odd. Reeked of celebrity bake off, <laughs> and then somebody made their own like yes, death mask. Did. Um, and I thought it was going to go that, really yes, badly. Yes, it was a death mask. Terry made a death mask. I thought it was like, going to go clever. horribly for him. But at the same time, the the face looked scared and it looked like a death mask. It was very weird. Um, if also, I die, brandy please... snap. Is that a biscuit? Yes. I think you would put it... I, I think s- I falls in a biscuit category and I think they have made them on bis- they've made them for technicals before. But... Is it enough to support an entire showstopper challenge? I don't know. If the background had been a type of biscuit and just the just the death mask had been, I think that would uh, be weird. Snap. But I did really like his sort of um, Van Gogh style painting. Mm. Yes, that's good. But what I found interesting actually last week uh, for the biscuits is that the people who did best in that challenge were the people who were best at art. Yes, and that's not baking. Not baking. They were beautiful, and I applaud them. But that's not baking. I know that obviously the finish is important and every every week they have to look good. But actually, if you're being able to present something that's well-crafted is not the same as being able to illustrate something. Like painting is a separate skill. Separate thing. Making something, especially doing anything involving people. Like Manon's picture, like face looked like her, whereas some of them were just like smiley faces. Yeah. And they didn't, I felt that they didn't do as well because they didn't look as good. Um. 
that brings us on to the showstopper of Cake Week, where yes. what they do is they frequently set challenges which rely on temperature in a room which yeah. is higher than the temperature you have to have things in, um, which I understand because yeah. they want to have the thing. But I feel like just put them in a kit. Like if it's so hot that it's higher than the temperature you temper chocolate at, then you need to go into a different room. Just we yeah. won't be offended you, if you said, you, uh, guys. It's too hot today, so we're going to go into a different room. Like, oh, sure. I mean, can you can you air condition a tent? Great questions. What I've thought to myself before on camp, um, because they were doing, they had to do like a chocolate collar. Uh, famously, did terribly for Jane in a yeah. previous series. Or don't do a chocolate collar. We've seen chocolate collars before. They always go terribly. Um, but it was it was hotter than the temperature you need to temper chocolate at, and so people's collars weren't working. And admittedly, they did they didn't kick people out based on the guy who went home his collar had failed but also the cake wasn't right and in the sort of in the ridiculous kind of monday morning oh no it's not monday it's not the weekend that's strictly but you know the next morning um ridiculous articles on uh, tabloid websites being like wow was this cheating and people were like well did malon cheat because she left her plastic her cellophane around it until she presented it i'm like no that's what happens when you buy a cake from a shop she did the sensible thing other yeah. people could have done that and if anything, if I'd been the judges, I'd been like, guys, keep your keep your plastic, keep your acetate on until you yeah, serve and it. and she was like, it was mentioned in judging. They're like, why have you left your plastic on? And she, went, I couldn't get it off. But admittedly, then by this point, it had had time to set. So when they peeled it off, it did look nice. But that also means that she had tempered her chocolate correctly because if she hadn't done that, it would have looked rubbish when they pulled it off anyway. Yeah. But they did mention, it, yeah, this is great, but you should have taken your plastic off. So she was pulled off on it. Have the most perfect segue from this segment to the next segment. Okay. Oh my goodness. It will involve missing, skipping your song. Okay, that's all right. We can do that after. And can I just add one more thing to uh, to, to the, talk, the the thing of making collars is, it's all right, like we say it's difficult and it's kind of fair, but some of them did manage it. Yes. So... They're, and they're all working in the same environment, like it's rubbish for all of them. That is true. The signature challenge that week was to make a tray bake, which they had to immediately, oh, yeah. immediately oh, slice yeah. and serve. To... Immediately slice yeah, and serve. Incorrect. Now, the point of a tray bake is that you can sl- cook it all up in its tray, you take it to a bake sale, and then you slice it up when you are ready to serve it. So that was a dumb challenge, because it was ignoring the very principles behind making a tray bake in the first place. That you do not go like, well, you have to cool it down enough to serve it. Well, you have not put in serving cooling time, which would happen because clearly you would make them the night before and then take them and then slice them. If you were, say, Lara Jean baking for Kitty's bake sale, you wouldn't make cupcakes, yep. you'd make brownies. And that brings us on to our main segment discussing To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Bum, bum, bum. Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. <laughs> do you want to do a song? Yeah, my song is You Don't Mess Around with Jim by Jim Croce. Is that Jim as in he's singing by himself or like the class? I don't, I don't know because I only really twigged as I was writing it down. I was like, oh wait, Jim Croce sings this song and it's about a guy called Jim. Well, maybe it's his anthem. But also, it ends very, the song, the song ends very badly for Big Jim. Oh dear. So... I don't know. Um, like all your favourite podcasts, we are going to have a chat about Phenomenon, Netflix Phenomenon, to all the boys I've loved before. The uh, teen yeah. rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say romantic comedy, bailed, um, based on the YA books uh, by Jenny Han, which you watched like when it came out three, three weeks ago, and I watched yes. on Saturday. <laughs> Um, mainly yeah. because I was racking yes. up podcast episodes and articles that I had saved about the film that I couldn't right. read until I'd seen it. Now, are we calling it TATBILB as an acronym? Because the main I've title... Written the main title, too I've long written... to say, the acronym, hideous to say but easy. Yeah. It, like a silent T in it. TABILB. TABILB. Um, on... On entertainment, people refer to things by uh, acronyms, and then they say, "As nobody's calling it," like <laughs> I think that's what we shall do. So we'll call it Tap Bill, as nobody's calling it. Um, yeah. So I watched it, and there was a lot of expectations on it. Just saying. Yep. And it started, and I thought those expectations were not going to be met straight away. Worrying. Yeah. Worrying. Yeah. 
Um, uh, so the premise is, for those that don't know, i.e. who are you, um, is that it is about a uh, young uh, Korean-American, Korean, half-American, half half Caucasian, half Korean teenager called Lara Jean. And she writes uh, these love letters to boys she has intense crushes on that she never intends to send. Um, but she just gets her feelings out. With a in stamp dressed envelope. Uh, she hadn't stamped them, but she'd only addressed them, I believe. <laughs> I know, um, I really says I said it, but stamped a dressed envelope is such a phrase. That's nice, nice wording. One of whom is her best friend who has become her sister's boyfriend. Um, however, yes. through machinations of plot... The letters get sent to all five boys. Uh oh. With hilarious romantic co- uh, consequences. Um, but uh, she doesn't want to have to deal with the fact that she used to be in love, or may still be in love, with her sister's now ex boyfriend. So she and one of the other boys she wrote to, Peter Kavinsky, start pretending to date so that she can um, throw off the scent for Josh and that he can try and make uh, his ex Jen jealous. And lure her back, because what are women like? This jealousy. Yeah, I mean, having then when you really get to know Jen, it really, yeah, sure. Um, this is the plot for Drive Me Crazy. Is it? Just putting that out there. I have not seen Drive Me it Crazy is. in such a long time. There are obviously subtle variations, but so uh, obviously they, they are very very different films. But I suddenly thought, hang on a second. Um, so uh, the because. The the fake romance is a um is like a, a a peak trope of teen romantic comedies. Yes. But what this has in common with Drive Me Crazy is that uh, both members of the couple are in on it. Like it's a pact. It's a decision. No one is being tricked into anything. Oh yes. No one is. There's literally a contract. Is, and yeah, there's literally a contract. So which is what uh was the which is where the similarity with Drive Me Crazy comes into it. Uh, in Drive Me Crazy, Chase is uh, who's played by Adrian Grenier is uh, trying to make his ex-girlfriend jealous in exactly the same way that Peter is here. Um, and uh, Nicole, who is uh, Melissa Joan Hart's character, ha- is uh, using it as a way to recover from a, a perceived social uh, some perceived social awkwardness in that the boy who she and everyone thought was going to ask her to their school dance asked a girl from another school. So she's using it as a sort of way oh no i'm fine because i have i'm going out with this boy now so no it's fine there's nothing what what no he's heartbroken no what are you talking about i i didn't even want him to ask me because i'm clearly going out with this boy who lives next door who i've been friends with for ages even though we haven't spoken to each other for eight years and sort of hate each other now but that's fine uh also yeah childhood friends who drifted apart and became friends again they're kind of the similarities end, but the basic setup is very, very surrounding that. Just really made me think. My about. thing about the worries for uh, for it was that the first twenty minutes, where it's a lot about um, uh, her sisters and her family, her lovely woke dad, played by um, yes, Aiden from Sex and the Shout City. Shout out to John Corbett. Whoop whoop, and her incredibly teeny, amazing feminist sister Kitty, and her big sister Murder from Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Yes. I was like, don't trust her! Which we will circle back around to shortly. And that was really good. And then and then things happened really fast with the kind of, oh my god, the letters are out and suddenly I'm going to kiss Josh to throw... No, no suddenly I'm going to kiss Peter because Josh is walking towards me with a letter in his hand. And I didn't... I wanted... Okay, I don't want the films to treat their audience like they're stupid, but sometimes I want things just a little more precision spelt out, like just a couple of added lines, where I was like, I really need to get your motivation, because yeah. currently it seems like you're just being really mean to Josh. Um, like, in fact, you won't... I needed to be like... I needed Because there's voiceover. I wanted a really clear line where she's like, I just could not face talking to Josh. So I needed to make it clear to him that I did not fancy him and that he could ignore that... But instead, I was a bit like, yeah. your best friend is really upset and you refuse to talk to him and said you're just snogging another... You're just... I... So so that was the point where I was like, are these two despicable? Don't worry. I soon worked <laughs> out they weren't. But there was a point where I was like, oh, maybe I hate these people, which I was not prepared to because obviously Peter Kavinsky is um, the internet's boyfriend. Yeah. And uh, rightly so. What a dreamboat. He's 21, so it's fine. The actor. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously it's the cute little like... They're pretending to be in a relationship, but then they're going to end up, obviously, like this. Yeah, obviously. At which point we go, okay, I see how this ends. I see this is going. Okay, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the ride. 
would I have liked it if then a nice there was like a subplot for Josh to find someone as well? Sure, I would. Um, sure, sure. I mean, she has a cool best friend just waiting for that classic rom com setup. I appreciate they didn't go there in a way because yep. it's too obvious. But at the same time, I was like, this poor boy. Like his best friend stopped yeah, speaking it, to him. I think Chris would have stood for that. So, but then Peter Kavinsky. Oh my god, his listening face is so cute, and like he. There's, there's a couple of lines where Josh is like, yeah, but Peter's just some dumb jock. And you're like, I never got that. Apart from the fact that he was dating somebody who was clearly mean and you kind of couldn't work out why they were dating each other. But he was just like, a, he's a soft bro. He was just like a little cinnamon roll who just yeah. loved, loved listening he and just paying attention. to play lacrosse. That's not his fault. Yeah, he was just like this little cutie. He was like six foot four or whatever and just loves to listen. And then he's got this big dumb nerdy face. And then at one point he says he loves her. And his little face is just like, duh, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> he's the cutest. And I just love how adorable he is and how much he loves Lara Jean and Lara Jean is so cute and her, she dresses so well and she's so smart and sweet and her eyelashes are amazing <laughs> they're not real I I mean I appreciate yeah. that but all the way through I was like oh, they're real they're real. There's, there's lashes though you know uh, Lana Condor that's the actress I think yes yeah and she is um, she just seems really cool she was Jubilee in X-Men Oh, so you can find pictures of her dressed in like classic yellow jacket jubilee. Yeah, I've not seen Days of No Apocalypse. I think it is she's in. So I could not tell you that, but yeah, she's in that. No. Um, and her outfits are amazing. Um, a lot of what we've seen this week is going to be, um, uh, me talk- leaking to some articles, which uh, I still haven't got around to reading. But there are a lot about like the fashions and the d- costume design. Yeah, um, most of which cool. we're linked yeah. to in T. Bossy Dames, obviously. Um, obviously but yeah it's really cute there's a subplot with a scrunchie there's um your third act uh twist of like oh no it's all gone horribly wrong there's mona from pretty little liars so there's an issue in the third act of um a picture on instagram of lara jean and um they just dealt with it in the most like sensible and normal and proper way what i particularly enjoyed about is the person who deals with it is her big sister played by Mona from Pretty Little Lies, whose name I do know, and my and Janelle Parrish. And um, so she said, oh, that's fine. And she deals with it. I've emailed them. But it's but... just really, really enjoyable that that's, that's Mona saying that who usually, because the whole premise of Pretty Little Lies is that no one knows how to deal with anything. Um, so she just says, no, that's fine. There's a, there's a, we'll follow the protocol and we'll deal with it. And it's dealt with. I've got that taken it's... down. Uh, yeah, I liked, I liked also the yep. line, uh, I can't believe I've dabbled in pornography before I've even had sex. <laughs> yeah, and also there's like a, a moment where somebody, where she and her sister have a misunderstanding and it is immediately cleared up because somebody just goes and says what happened. She's yes. like, no, what you thought you saw happening, right, let me explain. And her sister is like, oh, okay. Um, can we please discuss Kitty, the um, greatest feminist on television, who is an yeah, 11-year-old pretty- wearing a feminist nameplate, much like Carrie Bradshaw's Carrie, which of course, uh, Aiden, maybe, anyway. Um, and then she's talking about like how menstruation is to do with the moon, and her gynecologist dad is like, no, it's a part of a woman's reproductive <laughs> system. Uh, I am a big fan of Kitty. Like, the moment she appeared, I was like, yep, yeah, this is great. And her and her baffling love for uh, sixteen candles and peace. Like, isn't this kind of racist? And they're like, oh no, it's extremely it's racist. racist. We're gonna watch it anyway. I liked Very that much. it had nods to old culture, like it had especially John Hughes stuff without being like, Man, we're gonna base this whole film around John Hughes. Um which yeah. I find annoying when teen films are basically just trying to model just not even their plot. But yeah, but they're just like now at the end, um like it's all gonna be about John Hughes. The best, okay, the only yep. nod, the pinnacle of nods to The Breakfast Club is Kimmy Schmidt punching a foot again. And, yep. And The Breakfast Club. Uh, that's the only acceptable thing. Um, yeah, I just really like this film. I've only watched it the once, but I will probably watch it again. Um, uh, Peter Kaminsky is like such a babe. <laughs> he, but not because I'm like, oh man, what a dream book. Okay, quickly, uh, what witch stole Mark Ruffalo's voice and gave it to this 21 year old boy? He sounds exactly uh, like Mark Ruffalo. Uh, I did spot that while I was watching. I was like, he sounds like Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, right? There's a one bit where he says, like, hello. Yeah, it's not like I'm like, oh my, what a dream book. But he just, like, 
he listens and he's really cute and understanding and he writes cute notes and he's obsessed with Yakult or he becomes obsessed yes, with Yakult. I, no. Yakult sales are through the roof at the moment. Amazing. I like that his note was notes for stuff like, like everyone was really impressed with your presentation in lip class today. Yes. Like, and then he's it. just like, oh, you look really pretty, which is, you know, like, I mean, it's nice when he, he commends her for her actual, you know, her qualities, but also it wasn't like, oh, damn, girl, you hot. And it wasn't like, oh, I have to teach this ridiculous jock about literature and how to be a good human. He's just like, he, he already is a, a good human. He just is a good, he's a good, he's a well-rounded, he's a completed human. Yeah, and what a cute note for a teen boy to write. You look really pretty today. I'm like, you big doofus. <laughs> so my, my notes for this are three words uh, in reverse order. DMC, which is driving me crazy. Yeah. Instagram covered. And then just gackled because <laughs> it really entertained when they started, when they got, they got in the car and he was like, what's that? And Kitty was drinking her breakfast. And she said, oh, it's a Korean breakfast smoothie. And then she held, you couldn't see what it was at this point. She held up her hand and it was a, it was a bottle of Yakult. Yeah, they all the way through, I, they don't say that it's Yakult. It's Yakult. No, it's always referred to as Korean breakfast smoothie. And he has to, but I found it really entertaining because, like, is it not as well known in the States as it is here? I don't know, because he has, he then gets Laura Jean some to take on the ski trip and he has to drive to the Korean uh, supermarket, which is the other side of town. You can you can get them in Tesco, right? Yakult sponsors Fraser and Food Network. Yeah, yeah, they yeah they they sponsor Pioneer Woman. Like it's not when it was revealed, it's like oh it's oh you're talking about Yakult. Yeah, that's oh, okay. Really funny. That's not what I was expecting it to be. I was expecting it to be like a homemade thing, like she had a flask and it was Yakult throughout the whole thing. Yakult. We are not sponsored by Yakult unless they'd like to if, be. Yeah, if if maybe yeah. Um, okay, my notes were Lara Jean's eyelashes, Kitty exclamation point, Mona question mark question mark, Peter Gavinsky's dumb nerdy <laughs> face. <laughs> I think sums up my feelings very much. Um, do, I'm, fair, I'm, fair. do you know what I'm going to give this? An enthusiastic. You get. I think you're giving two from me because on. I'm, I'm giving an enthusiastic two thumbs up because although I had my reservations at the start, now on a second watch, I'd be like, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. So you're going to yeah. an enthusiastic yeah. four thumbs up from the Day of Fun Sisters. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Noah Centineo, I think that's his name, is in the one with Bob. Sierra Burgess is not a loser, and apparently, it is dreadful. Yeah, I well, I nearly did a joke intro when you're saying, like, no, and today we'll be reviewing Netflix. Insatiable. Sierra um, Burgess is a loser. Which, yeah, apparently not good. Yeah, which is such a shame, because I think that uh, Shannon Purser yeah. Should be getting good projects, and like everybody loves Noah Centineo. Mark Ruffalo's dumb adult son, not dumb, is just dumb faces. Little, what is that they talk about on um, Two Bossy Dames when they're like Shana Poon? Tova? No, no, that's I'm saying Happy New Year. It's a phrase about like, oh, look at his little face. Oh, put him. Put him. Yeah. Put him watch. Put him watch. He's like, he's got a little Shana put him. Oh, can we can we just also talk about how great Lucas is? Oh, Lucas, and I was like, oh no, you're not going to be like the token. And when gay he friend. appears, and he and she's like, oh god, another one of them's found me, and he's just like, I I thought I'd give this back to you because it seemed private. Oh, I know what a sweetheart. And then he's like, yeah, uh, you know I'm gay. And then the way they're like, it's not that I'm ashamed. Like people know it's fine. It's just high school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then he also doesn't become like the gay friend. He's only like also he's realistically in and out of it in the way that your friends are as teens. Yes. Um, but then when he is in yeah. it, and then they're trying to work out whether to go skiing or stay in, and she says she has Korean sheet masks, <laughs> and he stays in. And I'm he's like, like well, that's my evening plan. I agree. Yeah, he's really sweet. He's great. Um, I like them all very much. Also, the bit yeah. where um, uh, Peter grabs the popcorn when the the pillow fight starts, so it doesn't get spilled. Not scripted. Yeah. He just didn't I, want to get the popcorn. Yeah, to I was just about to say not scripted. Just, just responsible popcorn handling. Yeah, wrangling by the, by the cast. Crazy. What is your song? My song is "Cat People" by David Bowie. I'm really worried. I had this recently. Okay. It was in Atomic Blonde. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Well, if I have, I'm having it again. It's really good. It's in Atomic Blonde, and it's uh, it's not actually about cat people. The main line is "Putting out the fire with the gasoline," which is irresponsible. That is, is ink, yes, and bad advice. Snacks. Snacks.
the snacks. I've got a good new one. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't need enough food. I can't remember it, but I've got a whole a whole new one. It's oh not, goodness, go for it. It's not like I've invented a new food. Um, the, there's a lovely cafe around the corner, or it's a, no, a bakery, which I don't want to give the actual name of because it's so close to our parents' house. Anyway, <laughs> it would become incredibly <laughs> apparent where we live. Um, but they do a blueberry brioche, and it is brioche with a sort of custard Ooh, nice. filling, and then blueberries like sunk in the top. Yeah. Our parents went and did a park run. I did not go to the park run. And then they came back via the bakery, picked up baked treats, and presented me with brioche. Not presented me. They were like, well, that's that brioche delicious. for you in the bag. And it's really good. And then I had, I was like, what's that What's that purple thing on my hand? And it was from where I had got purple blueberry on my face and then swiped it off on the back of my hand like a gross child. My snack is, well, I've been growing some tomatoes. And I have some, uh, well, I've just, I've realised that they are actually, the variety is a pear tomato, which co- comes under the category of a cherry tomato, even though pears are quite big, but it refers to the shape. Some of them are more grape shaped, and grape is also a variety, but some of them are definitely pear shaped. And they're little and yellow, and they're very tasty. Yeah, they look really cute. And if, usually you'd say if something yeah. had gone pear shaped, it would have gone mad. But this time. Yeah, but this them. is good. That is great. Needleland said. Sorry, I've just looked at my notes and two words have run together and it looks it's made a very different note. Because apparently, <laughs> according to this piece of paper, I've been bedazzling babies. <laughs> I would like to make very clear. I have not bedazzled any babies. I would. Wouldn't you? That would be irresponsible. Well, do you know what I've learned? The bedazzler, like US bedazzler, that's not a heat glue thing. They're like little claws that grip on and then they break, they fold around the back. Yeah. I had been misusing the word bedazzler. Yeah, they're like little punchy things. Yeah, definitely don't bedazzle a baby. Maybe glue. Uh, what you have is a hot stone one. Yes. So, as we know, I've been doing a lot of sewing recently. Um, but uh, I've been unable to do this because my housemate Lucy moved out and she very selfishly took her own iron with her. But I can't sew without an iron, right? Right. Ironing, integral to the sewing process. Um, So unable to sew, I've I've returned to an old project, which is my ruby slippers from my Wizard of Oz Dorothy costume, um, which I had done... I guess I was Dorothy, I don't know, two years ago? A year ago? Two years ago. Who am I? Two years ago, I think. Oh, jeez, Louise, time waits for nobody. And I'd done the front of those and the back of the heel because I was running out of time. Waits for nobody. And then I thought, okay, I'll, I'd like to do a project as part of my, like, um, 10 minutes a day thing. So I was like, well, this is a project that I can do for 10 minutes yeah, a day because it's yeah. a long, it's, it's the same thing, but it's quite, it, it takes a long time to bedazzle. Partly because for one, re- I bought millimeter five sizes of stones ranging from five millimeters down to one millimeter why did i get the teeny ones anyway it makes that is small but the effect is great but it takes a really long time so it's like i'll do 10 minutes a day and then i'll eventually get it done um anyway some days i did two hours uh, because it's just really it's a really easy task to do in front of loads of project runway um so i've been doing loads of that that i've done the whole side of one shoe and then I'm work. I'm going to finish that shoe, and then I might have to order, order more stones. But then they, I mean, it's it's a long project, and it's going to turn out to be quite expensive because of the number of stones. But they look yeah. so good, <laughs> like Amazing. they look crazy. They are going to have thousands of hand placed hot stones on them, and like um. So the the shoes are slightly large because I bought them second hand. But like I'm just going to put um a nice thick insole in and then uh, a heel grip on the back and I did think because they're yep. a wide fit and actually although I have wide feet they're perhaps too wide I think that's what's thrown off the sizing for me is I did think about maybe putting uh, um like a piece of elastic or not uh, on the inside of the shoe as almost like a cradle that as I step not you know quite a, quite a generous piece of elastic but as I step in it will just pull the tops yeah. in just enough to stay on my foot oh okay yeah yeah rather than have a piece of elastic go over the top like a ballet shoe or character shoes yeah. to keep it on. Um, I'm going to play with that, but I, I, they're not so big that they're unwearable. And also when I wear them as Dorothy, I wear socks. Yes, of course. Yes. It all works out. But that's been my main project. The babies bit is that loads of babies are being born and I've just bought loads of yarn for their Oh, their exciting. Gifts. Yes. Um, yeah, I am making a quilt for my friend's baby. 
So that's my project for the week. That's really nice. Yeah, so many babies being born. And one of the babies is... It's going to come early. She's been... It's... Well, the baby has been scheduled a bit early. Um, f- right. So, got to get knitting. That baby's coming early. Deadlines are moving All up. the best. All the best babies come early. Right. All the yeah. best babies come super late and then, you know, just make their mums wait for ages. And then uh, my main knitting project is, as we discussed in the last episode, my Rhinelost shawl that the moths ate and I am just knitting it back up and I nearly, th- I thought I only had one repeat to go and then I'd miscount and I actually have two repeats to go, which is the kind of, it's fine, there's only like a few, but, mm. and then I'm going to be on the decreases and it is, as they say, Hooray! downhill from there. And I guess this means I'm actually, although I haven't hit the decrease point, I must already be halfway through in terms of time because after a point, all of the laces, the lace disappears and the decrease side is all garter stitch, aka faster stitch. <laughs> Right. If we considered yeah. using that as like a thing, that's my needle and fed. But what have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Yeah, I don't have very much um, of this stuff. As we've discussed, I've been listening to a lot of uh, unfriendly black hotties, and I really like the way they describe um, the section called Get Involved and Stay Involved, and I really like the way they describe it as Get Involved. But um, I have a few uh, lists of things about, yeah, uh, the all the boys I've ever loved. Um, I've got a couple of articles about uh, their fashions and their reference in K-pop and the modcloth aesthetic as one and the 90s fashions of Netflix to all the boys I've ever loved before. Yeah. And they're mainly about like the rumours of the death of the rom-com are greatly exaggerated. Um, so so there are going to be a couple of links from NPR and BuzzFeed and Vox and things and they'll all be in the show notes because there are a few. And in one of those, Rosie might say the title of the film correctly. What have I so, said? Uh... To all the boys I've ever loved. <laughs> Yep, and then all the boys I've ever loved before. And that you seem to inject an ever into them there a lot of times or skip other words. That's why tap bill because no one's calling it, I think is the way to go. Yeah. Uh, when the film came out, listening to Simon Mayo try and get the title The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society right. <laughs> I don't know what's so difficult about that. I've been talking about it for years. He would either miss out the peel, the pie, the society, you know, <laughs> all over the place. Or the literary bit, you can never guarantee. He would almost he would get Guernsey and then they just call it the Guernsey film. Um, do you have any more for this segment? Yes, I do. Uh, so I have um, two YouTube recommend in a wild uh, move away from my usual recommendations. I have two YouTube recommendations. One is a channel called Roots and Refuge, which is about um, a family that lives on a homestead in Arkansas. Um, and it's all about their garden and then mainly about gardening. But um, also they have goats and they have chickens. And I think they have a couple of ducks. Um and it's just very nice and mostly it's it's presented by jess the mum who is talking you through like what she's what she's growing and what they're how they've like built this to go to have their tomatoes growing up and i'm going to grow my tomatoes vertically next year because i realize i have one of my tomato varieties that i grow is an indeterminate tomato that i've learned from watching that which means it doesn't like it will keep going if you give it the option so i've learned things as well and it's just very nice um and the other one is a, a video um from 1998 um there was a, a concert at carnegie hall which was um leading ladies of broadway uh and it was lots of very well-known leading ladies and people who were in shows at the time performing um like Audra McDonald and yeah I can think of no one else but like lots of known people but a lot of them were just people who were in shows at the time um including this one which is um uh, the girls from the Kit Kat Club who were appearing in that in the revival of Cabaret at the time yeah and there was also at the same time a revival of High Society starring a small Anna Kendrick and together they perform Life Upon the Wicked Stage from Showboat. That's great fun. I will warn you, it's very catchy. Oh. So, yeah. How old was this Lana Kendrick? Um, Little. 13? Oh, okay. Maybe. Early teens. But it's it's quite fun because they kind of, the bits where the, the, girl, the Kit Kat girls sing, they've sort of cabareted up the music a bit. Oh, okay. So they kind of between her singing and them singing and then they all sing together and stuff but it's very well it's like a weird kind of her in her pink frilly dress and them in their like pre-war undies and then looking like a state in an absolute state um dragging chairs about and it's yeah great fun go and watch that um this video is only 44 seconds long but those 44 seconds long are entirely of a sea otter rubbing its face oh my god the sea otter rubbing its face and 
it's almost as good as a panda with a ball. I really liked your description when I I mentioned it to you. And you said, yes, he's got his uh, Korean 12-step routine on. Yeah. Got to get them ampoules rubbed in. It's all about the patting. It is all about the... I, don't, I do not pat any of my serums in. I they just get no, I just rubbed it in. Flannel. I'm just ru- throwing retinol about the place. Um, okay, there was a thread, which I can't remember who it's by now, um, but I retweeted it and we'll, we'll share it, obviously, in the show notes. Anyway, um, it was as if the uh, Disney film Aladdin starred Jason Statham. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> It's amazing. I I can't remember who they like. That as it goes on, it's all the different people who are playing all the different parts, and it's like Peter Capaldi in full Malcolm Tucker mode. I think is playing Jafar or something. It's course, really yeah. funny. Uh, very swearsy, but very stay for me. Apparently, his shark film is bad, and I'm sad. Like, Aww. I want to see the Stath Puncher shark, and apparently, it's like who would have thought. A film, a film about sharks starring Jason Statham would be not the highest of quality. Although at one point he says, I don't dive anymore, which is funny because he used to be a competitive diver. My Jason Statham impression <laughs> wasn't very good there. I was getting murdered, you plum. You plum. <laughs> That's my favourite Jason Statham line. Maybe. Anyway, uh, Archer rubbing its face, Jason Statham punching a shark. Love <laughs> it. That's me done. Good. This has been a really fun episode. Yeah, it has. It's been like super long, but like really good. Yeah, but like not in a kind of way where I'm like, we gotta wrap it up. Okay, well, we will speak to you in two weeks. And Jessica, I'm literally gonna see you tomorrow. I know. And oh you my know god. What we're gonna do, we're gonna have pizza. <laughs> we're gonna go to Pizza Express. And also, you know what I'm gonna have? To, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna eat dessert. I really hope they have it in. I will kick off if they don't. We've also got a frozen yogurt place. Yogurt place. If Ooh. we wanna. Maybe we. We can yeah. have that and then say, this is the bad place. This is the bad take. Life up on a wiki stage ain't nothing that a girl could wish for. Ba, ba, ba. I also don't know the words. So, yeah, we'll see you in two weeks. See you in two weeks. Jessica, I'll see you in like 24 hours. Noise. 20, 24 hours, less than probably. Also, Jessica, I've just got one more thing to say to you. It's boo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so exhausted. Uh, I'm going to stop recording. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. There are over 100 episodes of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, and you can hear them all in the podcatcher of your choice or at rosieandjessica.co.uk, where you can also find show notes with links to everything we've discussed in this episode. We're on social media. Find us at facebook.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica, on Instagram at Oh My Greyhounds, and on Twitter at The Day of Fun Show. You can also email us on hello at rosieandjessica.co.uk. To support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, become a monthly subscriber via our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica, or kit yourself out in Rosie and Jessica t shirts and tote bags from shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Oh My Greyhounds. Enjoyed the show? Please rate and review us. We'll be back in a fortnight. Thanks for listening.